Welcome to episode 147 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Dara Swift, your host today, and I'm so thankful for you dropping by, and I'm thankful for you for listening in today. And before we get started, I just want to mention that we are going to be on a break next Tuesday, so you will not see a new episode drop on the 9th, I believe it is, but we will be back the following Tuesday with an amazing show lined up for you. You're not going to want to miss it. So stick with us, friends. Have you ever compared yourself to the Proverbs 31 woman and failed miserably? Because when we read this passage in the Bible at first glance, we might view her virtues and all the things that she does as unattainable. But when we do, we're missing what this passage is truly all about. My guest this week is Lauren Cruz, and she's the author of Strength of a Woman, Why We Are, well, actually her title is Why You Are Proverbs 31. In her book, Lauren does a deep dive into the Hebrew text, and it's so fascinating. Did you know that this passage holds a military theme or that it is an acrostic Uh, poem of the Hebrew alphabet. I just love diving into the Hebrew language and seeing what we can uncover with that. And I know what Lauren has to share is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So stay tuned and listen in while I have a chat with Lauren Cruz. to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. From aspiring musicians to church worship teams, theworshipinitiative.com has resources for everyone. The Worship Initiative is an online training resource to help you learn and lead top worship songs with in-depth instrument tutorial videos, chord charts, and more. Alongside instrument training, we have devotionals for every song and training videos on how to be an effective worship leader from voices like Shane and Shane, Phil Wickham, John Piper, Ben Stewart, and more. Only at theworshipinitiative.com. Start learning and leading your team now by using the code SPARK23 for your first month free. Welcome back. I am so excited today to welcome my friend, Lauren Cruz. I've been waiting to have her on the show. This is going to be great. She is an award-winning author, speaker, and social media coach. She has a coaching certification from OSA. She holds a bachelor's in marketing, a seminary master of divinity, and digital marketing certification. You're so amazing, Lauren. I mean, you wrote this book, okay? This award-winning book is called Strength of a Woman, Why You Are Proverbs 31. In case you didn't know, you are. Look at this. It's going to be kind of cool to talk about that and other things, but it it looks at the passage through the imagery of the Hebrew alphabet, which is fascinating. And I've heard her say, this ain't your Proverbs 31. This ain't your mama's Proverbs 31. <laughs> I think that's how it goes, right? Yeah, that's, that's so funny. Um, and I also love that she, 
she helps women understand that their scars are not a sign of defeat, so they will walk in the fullness of Christ. Welcome to the show, right. Lauren. Thank you for being on. Hello, hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Yes, ma'am. It will be. And so um, I, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story. And of course, my question to my guests always is how you are taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect your fierce calling. Right. Um, never thought I would be an author growing <laughs> up, right? <laughs> Not that girl. I didn't even keep a diary. Mm. But um, love, love, love studying the Bible, studying God's word, studying the original cultures. And so after I finished um, my divinity uh, degree, I, I knew I wanted to write something. I just didn't know what it would be, what it would look like. And um, so I you know, prayerfully waited because God makes you wait sometimes and uh, (laughs) came up with this. A friend of mine kind of introduced me to this imagery of the Hebrew language. And she had a a language degree from the same college I went to and just dove in studying and was like, wow, this is nothing like what I have been taught, you know, in the the traditional uh, speaking of Proverbs 31, Um, wrote a book, went to a conference, a writer's conference, pitched it, never, never, didn't know a thing about writing, total newbie rookie. Um, everybody wanted it, won a contest, won, won a publishing award. Um, and there, I guess they say the rest is history, mm-hmm. but it has been, it's been an, a long ride because the public se- publishing industry is not an easy thing. Um, but you know, that whole thing about waiting is it, it's needed because God really meets you in that wait time and teaches you and just, just pours into you everything you're going to need. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Wow. That is exciting. Cause I was, I'm glad you covered that. Cause I was going to ask, how did you come to know that this imagery of the Hebrew alphabet had to do with your book? And first of all, I will definitely confirm what you said about the publishing industry is a long Mm -hmm. wait, wait, wait kind of thing. And it is really not that common that publishers would want to fight over a book or that, you know, when you first present, like this is your first book, right? That somebody would, you know, you would have all these people interested, but it's such a unique concept because Proverbs 31 has been written about like umpteen million times. Exactly. This is so unique. That's what caught them, right? They're like, whoa, tell us more. (laughs) Yeah, very different. So ancient Hebrew, um, pre-Babylon, started out as pictographics, uh, pictures, imagery, just like um, hieroglyphics and other Semitic languages. And you know, this is like the language like King David or Moses or Abraham would have been familiar with. And, And it's just pictographs. And Proverbs 31 is an acrostic poem of the Hebrew alphabet. Mm-hmm. And so every every verse starts A, you know, A to Z or Aleph to Tav. And those images kind of, they're there to help you memorize things because that's what an acrostic poem does. It helps you memorize. Mm-hmm. And the, the Hebrew people are known for memorizing scripture, um, huge passages of scripture. And so this is, you know, a little thing they can use to help memorize it. And the imagery shows up and we miss it because we we're reading it in various translations. We're reading it through, you know, our 21st century uh, rose colored glasses. And we miss such cool nuggets when 
um, we don't know the Hebrew. And so that's kind of why I say it ain't your mama's Proverbs 31, <laughs> because it actually, it's called a heroic hymn. That's, and it's uh, sung over warriors. Uh, that word, um, who can find an excellent woman or virtuous woman is actually the Hebrew word chayil, and it means strong. So who can find a strong woman? And it's the same word used to describe David's mighty men, same word. Um, so there's there's lots of uh, themes there um, packed into it about military strength. And there's a lot of theme words in there about the works of the priests in the tabernacle. So it is so different. It's not what you typically think of um, Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is going to be a real eye opener for a lot of the listeners because I know it was for me. And I have... Like over the years, you know, of course, we read Proverbs 31 all the time. And I had made peace with it over the years because Mm -hmm. originally when I would read it, it would be intimidating and it would be like, I could never measure up and she does this and she buys a field and then she does this, you know, and so it just, it, it was kind of good after a while for me to realize that God was giving us this picture of how he created us and we don't have to compare ourselves to this woman but the fact being that you have this whole other imagery now part of this that we'll never look at it the same again right is what you tell people so what what else can you share that we would be like going wow that's a (laughs) jaw-dropping realization (laughs) there so the women in the church, we, we, you know, you kind of said it, it's kind of used as a standard or like, this is a description of the, the perfect woman. And in Hebrew families on Jew in Jewish families on Friday night, the men actually sing this passage over their wives. Mm-hmm. It's like a blessing to them. And so, you know, if you speak with a Jewish woman and say, you know, what do you think of the woman of valor? That's, that's what they call mm-hmm. it it's it's received very different because it's sung over them and it's given to them as a blessing whereas we sit in church on mother's day and we you know like that my grandma was great but that's not Mm -hmm. me you know so um i think that's kind of interesting um you know the way it's perceived in different circles um there's when you know the letters and the imagery of the letters you start seeing in the words and in the verses like, oh, that's a trigger. So you could remember that verse and remember that phrase. Mm -hmm. And we don't, you know, we just don't see it. So like you mentioned, buying a field, um, the word that begins that uh, verse is perceives. And it means um, kind of testing and doing reconnaissance work. Mm -hmm. And um, it's um, like Zion, which is a sword. And when you think of a a grape um, vineyard or something like that, you know, they use swords or little daggers, not big swords, but little daggers, which is a Zion to cut and to prune and to kind of do soil samples and to, to tend to their vineyard. And so she's, she's doing reconnaissance work, looking for what might be bad before she invests in that field because she wants to produce good fruit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as women, don't, you know, shouldn't we do some reconnaissance work before we plunk our kids into activities and before we 
jump up and uproot families, move to different churches or different activities, you know, just groups that we're involved in or take on other responsibilities, shouldn't we kind of give it a soil test and see if that's something we're going to be fruitful in? So it's a lesson behind the lesson. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much deeper. That's why I love the deep diving, you know, getting into the word and the deep dive and understanding the cultural aspects of what this is saying and, you know, those kind of things, because it really does have so many facets and it's like so so much depth that we sometimes only like oh okay I read my bible today check it off you know and we're just reading it as it you know as it states you know like you say as we know in English what these things are supposedly meaning but so like in the Proverbs 31 I know the Proverbs 31 I think 25 is a really popular verse from that passage. Mm-hmm. So is that strength, like clothed in strength, is that the same kind of word that you were talking about earlier or is it a different? Right. She's clothed in strength. And a lot of folks like that verse because of, you know, the reference to the strong mm-hmm. and everything. Um, you know, I don't even have my Bible in front of me to look at the right one, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's the word um, Oz. Uh-huh which is um, not the same word as the first word. Okay. Uh, the first word is chayil. And, um, but you'll, you'll be happy to know it does not mean you have to work out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's a reference again to the strength of this woman and the, it's a military reference. There are multiple references to military action and words in this passage. Mm-hmm. But Oz is a root word of the word ezer. Mm-hmm. And that is um, from the phrase Ezer Konegdo, which is helper suitable. So that helper word is is rooted in the word strength. It's the same exact word when we say, where does my help come from? Mm-hmm. You know, when we're just, we're talking about God. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of folks don't like, a lot of ladies, you know, kind of cringe at that helper. I'm, I'm the little helper or something, but that word Ezer is the same word used to describe the help that comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we are the helper suitable for our men, yeah. um, our husbands, but it's, it's, it's a different, it's not just a little helper. Like this is a powerful, strong strength. That's very similar to the strength that God gives us. Mm. So, or that God would bestow and bless a man with. So that's the kind of strength we have. Yeah. I love that you um, could explain all of that and about the helper part. Cause I know that some people like, like thinking about it. Okay. If you have a Sunday school class and you have like one of the students come and they're your helper, you know, they do the snacks or whatever, which is perfectly awesome, you know, to serve in God in any way, anything we do unto the Lord is, is amazing. So it's really cool that you brought up helper. But when we think about it, like the Holy Spirit is our help, like capital H helper, helper. that is not any small thing. So um, I'm glad you brought that out. And also that you explained the difference, because again, when we're reading scripture, we could have the same English word mentioned mm-hmm. several times in a passage, but they all have different meanings based on the right. Hebrew meaning, right? right? And and how it was translated, because I mean, I always use the King James as an example. You know, King James did a great job translating it, you know, from, from Greek and Hebrew and Latin and everything into English, but he's translating it into words that are common to that time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So think about 
women in our, our position at the time of King James, like 1600s, mm-hmm. um, I can have a virtuous woman. I can have a woman of excellence. I could have a woman of valor, but I can't have a strong woman, right? Cause that goes against everything that's normal in my society. Mm-hmm. But that word Hail is the exact same word used to describe David's mighty men, mighty. It's the same. So it's different for a man, but it's, you know, translated differently for a woman because I can't have a bunch of strong women. I can have a woman of excellence. Mm-hmm. So not, not to, to, you know, put a bad spin on that, but it, it's often translated based on the, the connotations and the understanding and the word uses of that society at the, at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, even even our you know versions NIV and and more modern um, the message or something those are all transli- tra- kind of transliterated uh, to match our society today. Mm-hmm. But when you go look at the original language and you really do some deep dives and and I'm not I'm I'm just saying go look it up on like Blue Letter you <laughs> know and and go get a concordance and do a little bit of a search that way and see how some other uses of the word go see where it's used in the Bible and, and get a really true connotation and understanding of it. Um, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really exciting. exciting. Yeah. And, I, and I hope like, you know, maybe a listener right now is getting excited about maybe diving in and, and starting to do yeah. a little bit more deep dive study. And that is, that is cool. And I love when a group of women get together and they do that together, you know, in a group study mm-hmm. And share all their, you know, findings and all. I'm, I'm really like a detective kind of person that I love to find clues and put things together. And it's kind of exciting for me. It may not be for everybody, you know, but it is for me. Um, and I, and I have a feeling it is for you because this is, you know, something I can tell you're very, very passionate about, which is cool. And so, and also I think you also have a passion about women, not feeling defeated by certain roles that are like kind of they feel like have been defining them or predefined for them or could you talk a little bit about that too I did and I kind of introduced that in the book as well um what I did is I included the stories of there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet so I included 20 stories um real people they're my friends and I there's I can follow up and tell you what's happened to them since the book and (laughs) But if you had met them at at certain points in their lives, you would never, ever believe that they could or would be Proverbs 31 women because of, you know, stigma, because of really bad choices, because of just life burying them. And um, so when I talked to them and interviewed them, um, I kind of was listening to their story and where they come from and you know, and I would say, you know, you sound like Aleph, you sound like the letter Bait, you sound like Zion, you know, you, you relate to this, this verse, and um, we kind of turned it into their story. So yeah, like I had a a girlfriend, um, if you met her um, years ago, you know, she was on husband number four. Mm -hmm. And you know, she very much uh, related to the Samaritan woman at the well, you know, because the number of husbands she's had her letter that I attached um, that I linked her to is um, Vav, V-A-V. It's a nail um, or the hook. It's actually the hook that the tabernacle uh, curtains are hung from. And I talked about how she connected and attached herself to bad decision, bad man after bad man, Mm -hmm. you know, just a bad decision after bad decision and things that she hung 
you know, kind of the, the rags that hung from her, right? It didn't, she didn't wear the tabernacle bride clothes, right? She wore the rags. And so, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about that and how she related to that verse and how she changed. And if you, she actually just a week ago was a speaker at a retreat and was able to share her testimony and you know she her current husband um is her fav- is her she says i've i've been married five times but my current husband is my only husband i've ever really had mm-hmm. because of just abusive relationships that she bad choices mm-hmm. so i talk a lot about that because it, we have a redeeming god um when I was studying and doing research on the book, I actually came across a commentary older. It was older. Uh, I want to say like 1950s, 60s old, an old commentary. And the, the person that wrote about Proverbs 31 said, you know, this is a passage usually read to women um, on Mother's Day. And he goes, now, I agree. There's some women that don't deserve this. And I was shocked and kind of like, what? you? There's a woman somewhere that God can't redeem. You're telling me there's a story somewhere that God can't use Mm -hmm. that she doesn't deserve to be called a woman of strength. You know, like they're really, so I, that kind of got fried my egg. Mm -hmm. If you want to use a Southern (laughs) (laughs) example here, but I I got really angry with that. And I just, it made me deep dive even more. And, um, you know, I don't care where we are in our path. Following Jesus is a journey, not a sprint, and everything can be redeemed and used by him. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That is so beautiful. And that thank you for sharing that story about your friend cuz that is so encouraging because that is my heart too cuz I've I've spoken with so many women that think that because of maybe what they've done or what's been done to them or where they've been that they can't be used by God. And that is not true. Mm. And so that is not true. Yeah. So, you know, they have a fierce calling. I would, I would say every woman of God has a fierce calling and that is so true. And so I'm, I'm just so thankful for ministries like yours, you know, that encourage women and now, you know, allow women to step out. Sometimes they have to step out in, in bravery because it, it's not yes. something they feel comfortable doing, but, but with right. encouragement, I mean, we're called to encourage one another and lift each other up, not, not beat them down like that commentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, I don't think that person's probably still around, but if he was, we might be sending him <laughs> some emails. <laughs> well, he probably had snail mail back then. Cause it was a while ago. He did. No email then probably, but anyway, so I love that so much. And so, um, are you working on a new project right now or what, what's on your horizon right now? I am. I'm actually, um, hitting submit in about like a couple of days, the 15th of this month, which is like two weeks away, I think. And, uh, it's a third book that, um, I'm under contract with, and it actually is, it's called word made flesh echoes of Christ in the Hebrew alphabet. And so if he is the word, then he certainly is, um, the personification of every letter mm-hmm. in his word. And so it's just a little more of the same looking at the pictographic imageries. I've there, it's a daily devotion. I did a much smaller little chunk. So even the busy woman could get a little bit of a devotion in, but with a little bit more meat, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a good balance between a Bible study and a devotion, right? Cause 
you know, some of us like a little more to it. Some of us don't have time for a big, deep yeah. study. So I, I, I call it a Bible devotion with meat. <laughs> um, but it's, it's looking at the different, uh, again, Hebrew alphabet letters. And then I added a couple of word studies because um, there's some Hebrew words that when you look at the original pictographics of each letter and how those words are put together, it, there's just an, a whole nother layer of really cool insight about um, how God wants to talk to us. Wow. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on that. <laughs> Sounds very <laughs> exciting. And I love how you have a combination of, you know, deep dive, like Bible study Devo, because then mm -hmm. um, women, you know, every woman will feel like they can partake in that. And some women, especially if they're kind of new in their walk with Christ, or even women that have mm -hmm. been believers for years, but never actually like had stepped deeper into studying or came right. from a background. Maybe they grew up in a church that did not have a lot to offer women. You know, right. this is, this is perfect. Cause then, you know, they can right. kind of be together in a mix of different women who have different levels of in their walk with Christ. So that is, right. that is cool. Yeah. They're not all nerds like me. That's all I want to do is study and dive and that. Not everybody likes yeah, that. So I know. I'm trying to do it a little bit, a little smaller chunks for them yeah. to, to take in. Well, it sounds yeah. amazing. And so, um, so probably, so Proverbs 31 is an acrostic mm -hmm. you said with the Hebrew letters. Mm -hmm. So have you looked for other things that are similar like that in the Bible or there's there's a ton of acrostics yeah. because they used a lot of different methods to memorize and so we use acrostics like i know in the evangelical we use frog you know fully rely on god mm -hmm. or uh, like i use the example in the book you know i had to memorize the planets you know my my very educated mother just served me nine pickles or pizzas or whatever <laughs> um so even we use acrostics yeah. today to help memorize things um psalm 119 is a really big acrostic of the hebrew alphabet and actually if you open up your bible you you'll see the letters of the hebrew alphabet a lot of people don't even realize those are those are the letter names and so um, a lot of times it'll have, um, you know, the verse and then it'll say Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalit. And if you didn't know that was a, a letter, you, you know, we, you kind of lose that on it. But um, Psalms 119 is probably the biggest acrostic. Mm -hmm. There are others. Um, it, so Proverbs 31 is also called a chiastic poem. I mean, there's so much about Proverbs 31 we didn't know, but a chiastic is, is a, like a mirror image, the way it's written. So verse 10 is a mirror image of verse 31, and they kind of build together and meet in the middle for the, it's the verse that says her husband is known at the city gates. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's like the, the main idea of that chiastic poem. There's a quatrain in it. So there's, wow. there's so much poetry and there's so much structure. I mean, it's a really well-written, I'm, I'm an English teacher for high mm -hmm. school. And so I'm, I totally geek out <laughs> over all the, you know, the, the poetic structure of the passage and everything, but um, it's there because it's making a point, you know, it's really emphasizing something. And I always say to folks, when you guys read the Old Testament, you should always ask yourself, how is Messiah revealed? Mm -hmm. And so even in Proverbs 31, because it's it applied to them, it's got to apply to us because it is a living word. 
um, how is Messiah revealed? And so even if you're not um, a married woman or a mom, because that seems to be the emphasis, right? You know, like who can find a good wife? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you behave as the bride of Christ to fulfill this lady action, you know, lady wisdom and action mm-hmm. to fulfill so that your husband, your bridegroom is well known at the city gates and the city gates was the the entry to the city and the whole area of commerce like everything happened at the city gate so how is he known in your life you know in the circles of your life Mm. so you know that's another way to kind of take a look at it always ask yourself no matter what passage you're reading you know how is messiah revealed because it's got to apply to us today yeah that is a golden nugget right there I I think that really encouraged so many women, especially ones that might read something like that and think it doesn't apply to them or it doesn't apply to them yet or, but looking, like you said, reminding us to look at how everything points to the Messiah and, you know, even how sweet when you were sharing how men would sing that over their wives and then thinking, well, the Lord sings over us. I think that's in Zephaniah, right? So he, he sings over us. So uh, that is so precious when you think about it. (laughs) And um, so I, I just enjoyed this so much. I would love if you could share how the listener can connect with you and find your book and then like get on your email list so they can find out when your other one's coming out and all of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am all over social media, Lauren Cruz, and it's C-R-E-W-S. It's spelled like a boat crew. Mm-hmm. Um, a, letter A, number two Z, A to Z, right? Because A to Z, Proverbs 31, wink, wink. <laughs> but also it's um, laurencruz.com. Um, and that has, um, my books are there. It, they're also on Amazon. They're also through, this one is published through Iron Stream. So you can go to their website as well, a mm-hmm. uh, variety of ways. And then my coaching information is on my website. There, There's a way to sign up for my email list. So we'll keep you posted <laughs> soon. It'll be next year. Again, we have to wait. We have to wait a whole year yes, it's after we hit it. submit. Worth the wait. And I'm sure your editors are excited that they're working with an English teacher. <laughs> they, must, they must really enjoy that. Well, <laughs> Unless you have different. An English teacher, uh, I said an English teacher with dyslexia, I might add. Oh, wow. which is, that's a whole, yeah, that's wow. a whole other show. <laughs> but yeah. Well, speaking of that, yeah. And so I would love to have you back on sometime. Yeah. When this comes out and everything, the new one and Yay. or even whenever, because <laughs> it's been so fun. That'd be great. All right, friend. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on. It's been a joy and a pleasure and God bless you and your whatever all you're doing in the, you know, ministry work that you're doing, the writing to the glory of God and your family. And um, yeah, it's just been so sweet having you on today. And I know that the listener thank was encouraged you. and I'll have all the links in the show notes so they can find you and find your book and all of that so all right friend will you take care and we will talk soon thank you thank you i hope that this episode was encouraging to you and that you will now look at that proverbs 31 passage from a new perspective and remember the things that lauren shared and if you want to reach out to her i have her link in the show notes at laurencruz.com and you can pick up her book and check it out and I love to look at the Hebrew text and also the Greek text and find out all of these 
things that are seem to be hidden, but they're really not. They're like hidden in plain sight. So all we need to do is study and show thyself approved, like the word says. And so these nuggets of truth are so valuable because friends, the word of God is a treasure to us. So reach out to Lauren. I know she'd love to hear from you. And friend, if you are looking for a woman for your next women's event, I would love to be your speaker. So let's chat about that. I'm booking now for 2024 and you can find my women's speakers profile at womenspeakers.com and check it out and reach out to me there. Uh, You can also reach out to me on my contact page at daraswift.com. And remember friends, we won't be here next Tuesday, but we'll be back on the 16th. And I hope you will join me that time next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed couple of weeks and I will talk to you then. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.